You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. I'm here, and you can call us, 877-726-8255, an opportunity for you to share an opinion or pose a question and we got lots to talk about this hour. Our theme last hour, in addition to our great phone calls, was COVID. COVID is back in the crosshairs. And, you know, I vowed in January 2022, my New Year's resolution was maybe it's time to talk less about COVID. But COVID is back to some degree or another. There is campaign by the government to get people to take the booster and Americans views on COVID diverge sharply based on political orientation, according to a recent Gallup poll. Now, some of you based on your political ori orientation, you may or may not agree with me. And that is unfortunate because really we should just be looking objectively at the scientific facts without a bias. But take a look at the disparity. About 25% of people in the U.S. said they are at least somewhat worried about getting infected with COVID. That is up from 18% in May-June, but it's still quite a small percentage. 36% are, quote, not too worried. Fully 37% are not worried at all. But here's where the political divide begins. The share of Democrats who feel the situation has worsened has risen from just 6% in May-June to 44% in September. Among Republicans, on the other hand, only 16% believe the situation has gotten worse. Democrats are much more likely to wear a mask currently. 25% of the Democrats who answer the survey wear one at least sometimes, compared to 15% of independents and a mere 6% of Republicans. While 51% of Democrats thought the pandemic was over last quarter, echoing President Biden's momentous statement, only 35% feel that way now. Meanwhile, 77% of Republicans and 57% of independents believe it's over. And this is interesting because surely there's not a lot of political debate about whether the moon is made of green cheese or whether the earth is flat. 
you don't have to belong to one political party or another to espouse beliefs about those things. But this COVID thing has exposed schisms among our body politic. And it's been manipulated politically by, by both sides, frankly, uh, to, to polarize our populace. Now, thankfully, and this is a great new development, dissenting voices won't be silenced when it comes to COVID. We have to have a variety of opinions. We don't want to go back to the days when if you said something that was contrary to the CDC narrative about COVID, uh, you could be uh, banished from from Twitter or banished from Facebook. Uh and there was a recent California Assembly bill which was aimed at restraining doctors from disseminating what they called misinformation. Well, that was uh, kind of just a code word for don't talk against the mainstream medical narrative about COVID. Don't talk about the uh, Wuhan Institute as being the source of the contagion. Talk about the wet market instead. Don't talk about the lack of efficacy of vaccines. Don't talk about vaccine side effects. Just stick to the narrative. Everybody needs to line up and meekly acquiesce to get the shot. And so this California misinformation bill crashed and burned. It was introduced, passed, but then repealed after encountering judicial challenges, because you can't legislate against what doctors can say, and there was massive public blowback, so the bill has has been repealed. So surely there's got to be a happy medium between COVID denialism, like, yeah, there's nothing happening here, folks, let's move along, and unconditional vaccine refusal under no circumstances, no way, no how, going to take the vaccine, and the vaccine's going to turn us into the zombie apocalypse. Everybody's going to die who's taking it. Versus paralyzing COVID hysteria and uncritical acquiescence to booster mandates. You know, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere between those. So now I want to go crawl back into my box. I'll go back to what I wrote about as my 2022 New Year's resolution. Maybe it's time to talk less about COVID. 877-726-8255. Let's hear that call. What is the early treatment for a positive COVID test now? <laughs> okay. I guess, I guess I can't push COVID uh, back into Pandora's box. Um, okay. So what is, the, what is the early treatment for COVID these days? And the answer is it depends because I think, Quite reasonably, no treatment whatsoever is necessary for early COVID in an otherwise healthy individual. I mean, I would recommend that if people test positive for COVID, that they take additional vitamin D, quercetin, take vitamin C, melatonin appears to be helpful, uh, and there are a host of other nutrients that can help to support the immune system. There are very mushroom-based things that work to uh, support immunity uh, that may be employed. But beyond that, I just don't think we want to make a mountain out of a molehill. I think COVID is something that with rest, 
proper hydration, maybe a little bit of medications, maybe some Tylenol, possibly some N-acetylcysteine to uh, improve glutathione levels in the body, which appear to be important when you have a viral infection and which counteract the effect of Tylenol. These are some of the things that I would do. But it depends. I mean, if you are at high risk, if you have emphysema, if you have diabetes, if you are very frail, if you are very elderly, if you are very obese, possibly then it's time to check in with your doctor. Most of this can be managed at home by ordinary healthy individuals. Even over 65 individuals who are healthy do fine. But if you are at high risk, you may want to check in with your doctor because there is some evidence that for some people, Paxlovid as an early treatment for COVID can reduce the severity of the condition. I wouldn't take it myself for a case of COVID because it's more of a nuisance in terms of its side effects, horrible uh, mouth taste, uh, and it also interferes with uh, certain medications. So the very people who are at the highest risk of COVID, people who have what are called multi-morbidities, who have underlying health conditions, who are taking a lot of different drugs, they have to get off the drugs because the Paxlovid will clash with those medications. So, yes, uh, you could check in with your doctor and see if Paxlovid is an option for you. But I would say that maybe it's time to talk a little less about COVID and not drum up a lot of hysteria about, you know, the inevitable little upward tick that we're going to see this fall season as people gather more inside for the holidays, people come to parties, people go to theaters. There may be a little bit of a resurgence of COVID, but guess what? A lot of us have tremendous background immunity to COVID. And this is the time of year when people get colds and flus ordinarily. So in my opinion, not something to drum up a lot of fear about. 877-726-8255. We welcome your comments and your questions. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom-targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly 50% of all American adults and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost one-third of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. That's not surprising since high blood pressure, or hypertension, is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract 
can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risks. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been clinically shown to support healthy blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Kyolic Blood Pressure Health Formula 109 is available at natural health stores nationwide and online. Welcome back in Gentle Medicine. 877-726-8255 our number. And we're going to go with some recorded questions. People can call in and record questions 24-7-365. So let's hear one of them. Um, I am 76 years old, 5 foot 1, 124 pounds, small frame. I have had high cholesterol all my life and recently been diagnosed with genetic high cholesterol. But the doctor still wants me to go on Rapatha every two weeks, an injection of Rapatha. And I'm not so sure if I should do this. I did go have a calcium test done, as you say always on your show, and it was zero. So I'm not understanding why he still wants me to go on this Rapatha. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a very interesting question because uh, recently, uh, you know, there's always been a big push to put people on cholesterol-lowering drugs. But as an observer of the medical scene, I have seen a real intensification of the push to put virtually everyone on cholesterol-lowering medication. And now, with a whole raft of new, very powerful medications, uh, that push is intensifying. And what you're talking about, Repatha, is an ultra-powerful drug which can slash cholesterol by, you know, by a half. Uh, it can reduce your LDL cholesterol to 40 or 30 or even 20. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of doctors are being exposed to uh, seminars and educational activities for which they obtain credits towards continuation of their licensure uh, that are sponsored by drug companies that promote the use of these medications. And there is some rationale for that because it has now been demonstrated that in people who have high risk of cardiovascular disease that, you know, lowering their cholesterol a little bit, you know, 10% or 15% may not be enough. They may need to drastically lower their cholesterol uh, if they've had bypass surgery or if they have demonstrable plaque. If, say, that test that you underwent showed a plaque score of 750 or 1180, uh, we would say, you know, you know, you, you might be high risk. There's also been uh, a question about older individuals, especially older women, benefit from cholesterol lowering. And for a long time, it was thought that older women do not benefit. And as a whole, older women over the age of 70 do not benefit. You know, like as a policy, we took all older women and put them on cholesterol lowering medication. We would see some scant benefits. But for some, there may be some benefits. Women at high risk, we have to be selective. So the new findings are that uh, we can achieve benefits even for people who've not had previous indications of heart disease. Uh, they've not had heart attacks. They've not had bypass. They've not had stents. Uh, so uh, this is kind of opening up the floodgates to uh, a whole bunch of new medications that drastically lower cholesterol. And doctors are very happy to wield those in their zealous belief 
that we're on a jihad to lower cholesterol to ultimately eradicate cardiovascular disease, you know, and that's thought to be an attainable goal. If we just get enough people on these meds, uh, we could eradicate the number one cause of death in the United States, you know, just fix everybody's cholesterol. Uh, but I think we need to, to, to put a pause on that because in your case, uh, you've demonstrated that you have zero plaque. Now we might make a different case if you at the age of 35 or 40 were found to have sky high cholesterol. I don't know what your cholesterol is, but let's posit that your cholesterol is 400. It's very high. Uh, and we do a test because we're concerned, you know, maybe you've had family members who've had cardiovascular disease. Uh, and even though you're relatively thin, we say, Hey, you know, you're young, but maybe just maybe that very high cholesterol of 400 is going to affect you over the next 30, 40, 50 years of life. Cause you have the potential for surviving into your nineties or beyond. And over those years, that high cholesterol could progressively erode your arterial walls and cause plaque deposition and therefore uh, increase your risk of a heart attack or stroke. And we would say, okay, uh, let's begin to drastically lower your cholesterol, uh, even if your score is zero at that time. But you have now gone from 40 to, what, 70-something, 70 77. Uh, and at that age, you've demonstrated that over that 37-year period of time where you've been exposed to high cholesterol, it's not had an impact on your arterial walls. And so what benefit is there to put you on an expensive uh, drug that requires injections to dramatically lower your cholesterol to what? To potentially extend your life when you already have very little risk of in the next, you know, say you have a life expectancy of another 20 years. Congratulations. But in that 20 years, is it possible for you to go from zero to a significant amount of plaque if you haven't had development of plaque over these many, many years? So I would push back on that recommendation. I think your doctor is being overzealous. I would get a second opinion on that. And I think even among even the cardiology community, even among conventional cardiologists, there are some who are conservative and would say, hey, base your decisions on imaging. Look at the coronary artery calcium score. That's a very nice discriminator to tell us who needs aggressive treatment and who, for one reason or another, we don't exactly know everything about the evolution of cardiovascular disease, who might have some as yet undiscovered protective factors that mitigate the effects of high cholesterol. That may be the case for you. Evidently, something is in your favor. So I would say, uh, give it another look. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation, Plus CBD Daily Balance 
THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Walking is definitely beneficial for your health, but uh, with the advent of uh, the Apple Watch and other devices to count your steps, uh, people are striving for a step count. A step count of 10,000 appears to be the optimal goal. 10,000 steps, which roughly equates to around four miles of walking per day. Um What's the real deal on that? Well, there's an interesting study. Association of daily step count and intensity with dementia in adults living in the UK. They looked at 78,000 individuals and they found an association between the step count of these individuals and their risk of dementia. Uh, what was interesting was that it was about just under 10,000 steps per day was the optimally associated level of exertion for lower risk of dementia. And of course, if the steps were performed at a higher intensity, if you went faster, there was a stronger association. So what's up with that? Well, previous studies have shown that 6,000 to 8,000 steps per day has been suggested to reduce the risk of all-cause mortality. But remember, these are association studies. So to give you an example of the absurdity of an association study, uh, what if a study showed that having sex 15 times per week was associated with longer life and avoidance of early death? Would that mean that everyone should try to engage in sexual activity 15 times a week to assure that they would have a longer life? No, not necessarily. It's just by virtue of the fact that you're able to undertake sexual activity 15 times per week suggests that you might be in overall pretty good physical condition. So it is an association. And to prove that proposition, you'd have to undertake a multi-decade study where you sequester individuals in a dormitory of sorts and like experimental animals have them engage in sex 15 times per week over a period of decades to see if they outlive control individuals under identical circumstances but not having sex 15 times per week. You see the absurdity of that proposition? Uh, these types of associative issues bedevil studies looking at for example alcohol intake if you're able to uh drink two three times two three drinks per day it might be beneficial for your heart but that doesn't account for the fact that if you're drinking two three drinks per day maybe you're just healthier than people who've had to give up alcohol uh because they're not healthy okay 
or alternatively with coffee. They actually have found that the optimal dose for cardiovascular benefit of coffee may be uh, four or five caffeinated beverage per day. But if you're older, particularly, if you got underlying medical conditions, you, you might not tolerate that much coffee. You're going to be, right, less healthy. So did a little di- diving on this 10,000 steps gimmick because it is a gimmick. The concept of taking 10,000 steps a day to maintain health, according to an article here in Scientific American, is rooted not in science, but in a marketing gimmick. In the 1960s, a company in Japan invented an early pedometer. And because the Japanese character for 10,000 looks like a person walking, the company called its device the 10,000 step meter. It was just sort of a catchy phrase. Sure, if you get 10,000 steps, it seems like a good goal, but there really was not any objective basis for it. Uh, what is undeniable is that movement is good. The more is better, but the benefits taper at some point, and your personal peak depends on your age. People younger than 60 should indeed attempt to walk 8,000 to 10,000 steps per day or do other types of exercise because walking is a pale limitation of swimming, running, cycling, where there's more exertion. People older than 60 show the most benefit between 6,000 and 8,000 steps. The older you are, the less efficient you are with your steps. So kind of paradoxically, fewer steps means more energy output as you age, and five, 6,000 steps may suffice to meet your exercise quotient, particularly, you know, if you got limitations, you got arthritis, you have, you know, uh, knee problems, uh, pain in your feet, any number of things, hip problems, back problems, they limit the ability of people to attain that elusive 10,000 step goal. So be what you can be, do what you can do, just do it. And don't sweat the volume because it's all about it's all about just getting out there. 877-726-8255, our number. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD. That's cannabidiol to tonify the endocannabinoid system. And I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation, Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. And it now comes in a 100 milligram option. That's the highest that's available for those who need high levels of CBD each day to achieve their wellness goals. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. Yes, we really want you to try it. So use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new daily balance THC free line. 877-726-8255. Remember, let's get another recorded question. Let's hear it. 
Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I'm 68 years old and I'm diabetic, type 2 diabetic. And uh, my question is, um, which magnesium would you recommend for me? Just wondering. Okay, that, this is a really important question. Boy, all the questions today have been really on the money. Um, it turns out that there is a strong relationship between magnesium and susceptibility to diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes. A little less so with type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes, insulin-dependent diabetics may benefit from magnesium for sure, but especially with type 2 diabetes where there's insulin resistance, uh, there can be a real benefit of magnesium supplementation. So uh, I'm looking here at a big review of the association of magnesium consumption with type 2 diabetes and glucose metabolism. Uh, it's a pooled analysis of a bunch of studies. 26 publications included in the analysis. Compared to the lowest magnesium intake, the highest level was associated with a 22% lower, lower risk for type 2 diabetes. The risk was reduced by 6% for each 100 milligram increment in daily magnesium intake. So you take 100 milligrams of magnesium, you're going to get 6% less. You get 200 milligrams of magnesium, you're going to get 12% less. If you take 300 milligrams, you're going to get 18% less, and so on. Um, magnesium supplementation significantly reduced fasting glucose. It also improved the two-hour oral glucose tolerance test. It improved fasting insulin, and it had an impact on insulin under the curve, which is sometimes referred to as HOMA-IR. That's a test familiar to clinicians who study diabetes. It reduced triglycerides, systolic blood pressure, and diastolic blood pressure. So, wow, wow, wow. Uh, in conclusion, they say magnesium intake has an inverse dose response association. In other words, the more the better associated with type 2 diabetes incidence and supplementation appears to be advisable in terms of glucose parameters in type 2 diabetes and high risk individuals. So yes, magnesium really important. So then the question is what to take. And a lot of uh, cheap over the counter magnesiums uh, are not bioavailable. Magnesium oxide, magnesium chloride, these are not very bioavailable. They do act to some extent as laxatives, magnesium citrate a little more bioavailable, but mostly it goes out with the poop because it is a strong laxative. It's used as an over-the-counter laxative. And so I recommend three types of magnesium. Magnesium glycinate, which is easy on the stomach, doesn't cause a lot of intestinal speed up. Uh, magnesium torate, which has the dual benefit that it seems to be helpful for preventing cardiac arrhythmias and lowering blood pressure. Good for the heart. Magnesium threonate, good for the brain. Good for conditions like anxiety. Magnesium glycinate, also the glycine in magnesium glycinate, uh, has a beneficial effect on sleep. So a good thing to take near bedtime. But uh, magnesium, yes, very important. And you, what you want to look at is not the weight of the product. You know, if you buy the product and it's a 500 milligram pill, you have to look at the amount of uh, essential magnesium that's in it. Okay, so uh, look at the label 
and a 500 milligram product may deliver, say, I don't know, 120 milligrams of elemental magnesium. That's what you're looking for, the elemental magnesium. And again, keep in mind that for each 100 milligrams, you may reduce your risk of diabetes by 6%. So you may want to take four, five, 600 milligrams of magnesium. One caveat is if you also have kidney failure accompanying your diabetes, which is not uncommon, you got to be careful about magnesium. Can't take as much. So a caution flag for people with high creatinines or high BUNs, certainly people who are subject to dialysis should be careful about their magnesium intake. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. At Essential Formulas, we provide the immune essentials for your family's health this winter. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and Reg Active. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is recognized as a worldwide leader in probiotic digestive health. Since 70% of your immune cells reside in your gut, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics have an impressive effect on immune health, too. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics contain over 500 postbiotic metabolites shown to help support immune function. Certified vegetarian, free of gluten, dairy, and GMOs, a powerful immune option. RegActive formulas help boost levels of glutathione, the body's most essential antioxidant, which decreases as we age. Maintaining glutathione levels is key in overall health protection. Be proactive about your immune health. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics and RegActive at natural health retailers and online today. With frequent wildfires contributing to airborne pollution and the fall allergy season upon us, it's time to buttress your respiratory health with Breathe Clear from my friends at NT Factor. Breathe Clear with NT Factor combines the benefits of NT Factor's breakthrough lipids formula with powerful bioflavonoids and amino acids. Together, they've been shown to restore energy, repair the damage to cells caused by wildfire pollution, decrease allergic reactions, reduce sinus congestion, and open blood vessels. Breathe Clear with NT Factor is the best formulation available for tackling both allergies and the free radical damage caused by wildfire smoke. For a limited time, buy one container of NT Factor Limits Powder and get a bottle of Breathe Clear with NT Factor free. That's a $27 value. Just go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Arm yourself with the protective power of Antifactor Lipids Powder and get Breathe Clear with Antifactor absolutely free and breathe freely while supporting your body's fight against allergies and free radicals. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. I want to share an Intelligent Medicine action alert with you because the pervasive contamination of our world with PFAS chemicals is producing a public health disaster. These are forever chemicals that are impossible to degrade. They've been found everywhere, contaminating air, water, soil, and food. And research has linked them to a wide array of adverse health effects. Now, the FDA tells us that from the testing that it's done, that the vast majority of our food is safe from PFAS. But my, my organization, the Alliance for Natural Health, has done independent testing which directly contradicts the FDA's findings. We urgently need to create a groundswell of grassroots support for a ban on PFAS chemicals. So join me in filling out the forms at banpfas.org to send messages to Congress, the EPA, and the FDA urging them to protect the public and ban PFAS for good. That's banpfas.org. 
Our number 877-726-8255. And you can record a question during the week. We had some uh, excellent calls that people sent in. Let's do a little bit of a lightning round among some of the health stories of the week. You know, cannabis is being legalized and it's part of a platform to get it federally legalized so that cannabis will be available everywhere. And as its use skyrockets in the U.S., uh, studies are being done to look at its health effects belatedly. It turns out that adults who overuse cannabis are 60% more likely to experience heart failure, strokes, or heart attacks compared to adults of the same age and sex without cannabis use disorder. Now, okay, let's emphasize this is cannabis use disorder. This is people who wake up in the morning and light up a joint and they smoke pot throughout the day. So this is different than, you know, an occasional recreational user. But it is a concern that there is such a high rate of problems experienced by people smoking pot. So what they say is results of the study should be considered exploratory, but we need to take a close look at the effect of cannabis use on the circulatory system. Because after all, you are smoking a heated plant material, inhaling it deep into your lungs, ultimately into your circulatory system. So how can that be good for you? This study is interesting. It's about ginger. Now, ginger is an anti-inflammatory, and it's a component in a product that I like to use myself. It's called Ache Action from Protocol for Life Balance. And it's got buswellin, and it's got white willow bark, which is originally the source of aspirin, salicylic acid. And it's got some ginger. And interesting study they did, admittedly, on experimental animals mice, ginger counters certain autoimmune diseases in mice. What they say here is that uh, a study has shown that the main bioactive compound of ginger, 6-gingerol, is therapeutic and counteracting the mechanism that fuels certain autoimmune diseases in mice. Uh, these autoimmune conditions are a mouse version of human lupus, and antiphospholipid syndrome, which causes blood clots and miscarriages in humans. Uh, it's what's called a preclinical study because it's not, you know, double blind placebo controlled trial in human volunteers, but it offers a surprising and exciting prospect that the use of ginger uh, can be an ancillary to the use of conventional medications in treating autoimmune conditions. Look, I'm not calling for ginger to supplant powerful medications that we use to treat devastating conditions like lupus. But could it help as an adjunct? The researchers think it looks promising. And uh, this item, adherence to a healthy lifestyle trumps genetic susceptibility when it comes to heart disease risk. Okay, they took a bunch of people, they screened them genetically for cardiovascular risk. And then they took the people with the highest genetic risk and they looked at whether they were adhering to healthy lifestyle. Turns out the ones with the highest genetic risk for cardiovascular disease who adhered to a healthy lifestyle were better off than the people with the lowest genetic risk who were adhering to an unhealthy lifestyle, which underscores the power 
of lifestyle to influence outcomes, you could, in fact, say that lifestyle trumps genetics when it comes to heart disease risk. And those of you who believe that lab-grown meat is the solution to the climate problem, supplanting domestically grown beef, which creates a lot of methane and is supposedly bad for the climate. Well, lab-grown meat, grown in a test tube, grown in large vats. According to a big study that just came out, lab-grown meat's carbon footprint potentially worse than retail beef. So what they're saying here is they just haven't cracked the code. Uh, putting uh, animal cells in a test tube and growing them at scale uh, is going to not reduce land, water, and greenhouse gases uh, more than raising cattle. Research at the University of Davis, California, found that lab-grown or cultivated meat's environmental impact is likely to be orders of magnitude higher than retail beef based on current and near-term production methods. Not ready for prime time. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, make sure you check out our website at drhoffman.com. That's the hub for all things intelligent medicine. Have yourselves a great weekend. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations.